Back on the show this week with a very special episode, true New Jersey story of success uh, this summer, kind of our summer baseball wrap-up of the uh, of the season. We are talking to Pride of Wall Township High School, Monmouth University, and now the 2021 uh, Cape Cod Pitcher of the Year, Cape Cod League Pitcher of the Year, Trey Dombrowski. And Trey, first of all, amazing summer. Welcome. And uh, how are we doing? Good. Thank you. I just want to say thank you for letting me come on. This is uh, something really cool and I'm looking forward to doing this. Yeah. So so we're going to first start out by by just kind of getting your whole Cape story, because it seems like you might be the best uh, 10 day temp contract in, in Cape Cod history. Um, you, know, you, ex- you know, talk us through the end of the year, um, you know, at Monmouth, you got uh, tell us, you know, how the whole the, the contract, the 10 day came about you know, what your mindset was going up there. And, and obviously, you know, to go up there and, and, you know, put forth a, a, a sub one ERA during the regular season, you know, anybody who knows you wouldn't be surprised by the, the 45 to two strikeout to walk ratio, but uh, you know, anybody who, who hasn't followed you that closely is going to be blown away by it, but you know, just kind of tell us, um, you know, how it all worked out for you. So in the fall of last year, um, Coach E. Hall, I guess he's because one of the coaches up there is pretty close with. So I was on a temporary contract going up there in the fall. So it was pretty much just play the spring out. And then once the Cape season rolled around, which was started like June 20th, I think the first game was, I was up there for a couple weeks. And then if they wanted to keep me, they'd keep me. If they had to release me, they had to release me. So the, uh, my whole thing going up there was just to build off what I had going at Monmouth this past year. It was something that the whole year I was kind of up and down. Starts weren't really consistent. It was something that I'd be really good one start, and then the next start maybe I'd be off a little bit. And then once the conference tournament rolled around, we played Siena, and I just I wouldn't say I had a chip on my shoulder, but it was kind of just go out there and trust what you have. Like you put it, I knew I put in the work. So it was something that I just need to trust myself through really well against Siena in the uh, opening round of the conference tournament. And then Fairfield rolled around when we were in the loser's bracket. I came in relief after uh, Dan Klepchik and we, uh, I mean, we lost the game two, one or three, one, but it was a, uh, it was an unbelievable game. That was, uh, like I said, that was another kind of confidence booster for me. That was showing me that I could do it. And I just, my whole thing was I wanted to be consistent. So after the season ended, I mean, it ended a little shorter than I thought it was gonna, which was kind of sad, but I mean, it was a good season at Monmouth, definitely a lot of fun and it was something to build off of. So I probably had two or three weeks in between the end of my college season and the start of summer ball. So I just was in the weight room throwing one of my buddies, Johnny Volpe. I was throwing with him all the time. You know, he's been a helping hand to me. And, you know, I got up, I got up there. Johnny and I, being a, a Sandlot legend from last summer. Yeah. That's one of a uh, great kid. He's one of my best friends <laughs> since I was little. So, Absolutely. but uh, my whole thing going up to the Cape was I just wanted to be consistent I just wanted to show what I had and just kind of get the exposure that mid-major kids don't usually get. 
So I remember the first day I got up there, I said to the pitching coach, I was like, look, whatever you need me to do, I'll do it. Because uh, I I just want to stay up here the whole summer. Because I, uh, it was funny. I had practice for two or three days while I was up there. And I was like, I can't believe how much I just learned from all these kids. I mean, all the kids up there, they're dudes. They, they know they're very good. They, each one's different. Everyone's different in their own way. Some have good routines, some have bad routines, some do a lot, some do a little. So my whole thing was just, I wanted to learn from other kids that were like me. So I kind of got a couple good friends up there and then in the beginning and then towards the end, every single kid on the team was best friends. It was like, I mean, I still talk to all the kids I played with, which just shows how like cool of an experience it was up there. So it was, and everyone was pulling for each other there. I mean, there was probably 1500 to 2000 people at every single game. So that kind of adds a little premium to it. That's uh that gives you a little bit of an adrenaline boost, I guess you could say. So it was uh, the experience I can't even put into words how really cool it was. It was something that you need to go up there to experience it. It's something that you I'll never forget for my whole life. And it's something that kind of gave me the bridge to, you know, put my name out on the map. And like I said, going up there, just wanted to be consistent and show what I had. You know, I wasn't going to change who I was up there. I was just going to go do what I had to do. And you mentioned the word consistent a, a, a bunch of times, and obviously your hope to be that. And, you know, anybody who's known you through the years would have said you already were as, as consistent as any, you know, high school, early college pitcher they've ever seen. Probably you're talking about, you know, a high school career where you're in that really, really rare, more wins than, than walks club. Um, you know, 25 wins in high school and only 18 walks in, in three years, um, you know, never get taken deep. What once in, in five, you know, yeah, five, and it, I, I remember the, the game right now. It was, uh, I don't know what game it was. I don't like, I don't know if it was a tournament game or just a regular game. I'm pretty sure it was a mom or a short conference game. And I remember I came in relief after Ryan Napolitano. He threw an outstanding game and I come in and I'm like, all right, let's shut this door down. Like, let's shut it down. Let's, let's win here. And David Belfi comes up to the plate and hits a home run. And I'm like, oh, this is really a game now. And I, you know, after that, I kind of shut it down, but that's knock on wood. That was the last time I remember someone taking me deep and, you know, and, he got and a that's good not bad on hitter it. either. Oh, to say the least. I remember I threw the pitch. I'm like, that was a really good pitch, and he just demolished it. So I was like, you know what? I had to tip the cap to you. And that's what I noticed up in the Cape. There's some times where you're like, that was the best pitch I've ever thrown, and the kid just stuck his bat out and got a hit. So, yeah. And then you'll sometimes you'll throw a pitch right down the middle where they'll take it, and you'll be like, what was that? So it's, it's all – my whole thing was it, it was pretty much a mind game, really. It was – seeing what the hitter wanted and throwing the opposite of that. So you, you've gone from, you know, eighties in, in high school, mid eighties to now, I guess, uh, upper eighties, low nineties, max at, at 94, I think was the, the most you yeah. were. Yeah. Yes. Is that a, that feeling good or is that, you know, Hey, are, we want to obviously, you know, take that up another couple notches during the year. So yeah, that's something that I feel I need to work on 
going into this year at Monmouth. That's something that I feel like if I add a few more ticks to it, it'll just make me a better pitcher overall, make everything a little bit more sharper, make it harder to hit. So that's something that I'm really focusing on right now. And I'm really just attacking that because that's something that I feel if I get, it will be really important. So, so tell us about the, the Cape experience. Um, you know, you mentioned it briefly. You're playing in front of nice crowds every night. It's like a minor league kind of feel to it. Um, but as far as your host family, as far as uh, the, you know, the town, Harwich, you know, what, uh, what it meant to you, what was, you know, now that it's been a week or two since you've been back home, can you, can you kind of put that, you know, summarize that for us? Yeah, so it's funny. The first day I got up there, we ride to the president's house of the team, and she's like, you're going to be staying on a farm. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> There's farms here? I thought it was just all beach houses. Right. So I'm like, and she's like, I'm like, all right, yeah, like I'm up for any, you know, I'm up here, I'm up for anything. So the uh, president's uh, son drives me over to the house so I'm following him and I go down this dirt road and I'm like I can't believe I'm living here so you know it took me a couple a couple weeks or a couple days to realize how kind of special it was because I mean Tom, my host parents names were Tom and Ashby and she uh they both had hosted players for probably 15 20 years and they have had Hollywood names they've had DJ LeMayhew Josh Donaldson, Jonathan India, uh, Ian Happ. So they they have had their fair share of big names. So that was a really cool experience. And they took care of us. I mean, anything you needed, they were like, you know what? Yes, I'll get it for you. So they had a, uh, a list next to the fridge, and we'd just be writing a bunch of different foods on there. So there was me and six other guys that stayed on the farm, wow. which kind of – yeah was I, it took me now that I'm away from it. I'm like, that was awesome. I didn't realize how fun it was until I don't have it anymore. So and, and, it and was, how did they do that? You know? Yeah. It, it was something that I was like, Holy crap, this is actually happening right now. Right. So we, uh, I became really close with all the kids in my house. You know, we still talk to each other, still got a group chat going. So that's something that really, makes me like makes me excited because you know i developed some really good relationships up there that will hopefully last a lifetime now, now then you go up there and and you're everything is great you're throwing great games you're like i said pitcher of the year 45 to two strikeout to walk ratio era at 0.85 you know throwing against the best scouts ever what do you attribute your ability and and maybe how have you grown as a pitcher where where did the success at that level come from, you know, what are you going to take out of that to, you know, grow moving forward, you know, this year at Monmouth? So my whole thing was just the mental side was really important for me. Cause I mean, up there, you would see kids that were 87, 88, that would dominate games. And mm -hmm. that's something that, and my whole thing was just a trust and confidence thing. Cause I remember we got up there, our coach was like, look, you've put in all the work up to now, like you can't change anything about it. Go trust what you have. Like you, you've gotten here for a reason, go do what you have to do. So my whole thing was, like I said, Tatum Levins was my catcher pretty much for whole, most of the time up there. And whatever sign he put down, I was like, hell yeah, we're going to throw that. So I was just, 
I was so confident in all I had because I knew at the end of the day, it's almost like you have to say, I'm putting my best stuff out on the line and they are, and I'm just going to do everything I can to beat you. And that's always kind of guided you, I'm sure, right? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's how you, it's competing, right? I mean, it's absolutely, yeah. And up there, the competition obviously was a, a step above. So it's something that I feel not, not that I had to raise the level of competition, but playing with those kids helped me raise it a little bit. See, those kids were, I mean, like I said, the game was fast and it felt like it looked like a professional baseball game because. I would say 90% of those kids are going to go pro. Sure. Um, you Any talkingness to scouts or people up there that, you know. You... See, that was something because, so the season started June 20th. So, and the draft was July 15th, I want right. to say. I, I, don't remember, I don't remember the exact date. So when we got up there, we weren't really the draft class that was being focused on. It was. Right the draft class for this year. So there wasn't a lot of scouts talking to you. See, that's more of an advisor thing. That's something that scouts will now that the time is coming where it's our draft class the 22 draft class. It's something that now they'll start to talk to you. Yeah. And, and this really being the first year where that changed draft wise, you know, it, it does kind of uh, add a wrinkle to it where you're right. They're still focusing on finishing up you know, the current year draft, whereas, you know, past exactly. years have already been moving on. Yeah. Um, so we're going, you know, you leave for school in a week or two, I guess. So, yeah. So classes start, what's today? The 16th. So yep. classes will start September 7th. I'm moving into my house September 1st, I think. So that, and up to that point. So in between then I'm just working out kind of just getting ready for the fall season at Monmouth. You know, I already talked to Coach E. Halt, and we have pretty good goals set in mind. So it's something that I just want to go and develop. I just want to take my stuff to another level. So, I'm, I mean, I was saying it last night, I'm looking forward to the fall so much because this could possibly be the most crucial time of my life, this, sure. uh, this upcoming fall and winter. So I'm really, really, really excited about it. You know, I just can't wait to attack my goals, what I have in mind. And, you know, the schoolwork will be uh, be a little bit different because I'm not used to doing that since last year. But, right. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. We're again here with uh, Trey Dombrowski, who uh, turned himself into one of the highest rising prospects in the in the country in the, in the summer, draft class of 2022 by, by being named Cape Cod. Uh, league pitcher of the year. Um, Mom is going to have an exciting season this year, right? You guys have a lot returning. Um, a little bit, you know, talk talk us through that. I mean, obviously, last year was a great regular season, fell a bit short in the end goal-wise. Mm-hmm. What are some of the goals moving into, uh, you know, getting ready for 2022? So, yeah, we uh, – our team right now, we got a really good team, and we got a good group of guys, which is – a good thing you know all of us are friends with each other and we all like each other which is a good thing and you know our whole thing this year is we want to make a regional you know we want to win the mac tournament because i mean we have the dudes to do it we have dan klepchik who is a freshman all-american he's coming back rob hensey another starter who won mac pitcher of the year last year and alex barker who is first team all mac that's just a pitching side 
Yeah. So that that's something that is really, really, really exciting. And then the bullpen guys, you know, all have experience and they are they're very good pitchers, which is really exciting. So we uh, we're really exciting about the pitching side and then the hitting side. You know, we've got some unbelievable guys. We got Brady Mutz behind the dish, who's mm-hmm. it, last year he played for the first time, kind of getting into a groove, played awesome. James Harmstead first year played sure. outstanding. And then Dixon Black, freshman of the year, Joey Van Tresky. I mean, the list goes on. It's just we're there's going to be guys. It's like every year you need guys to step up, and I'm not. I'm so confident that guys are going to step up. Feel good to do with a lot of Jersey guys too. Uh, yes, it definitely makes it fun. So I mean, there's Jersey and PA guys pretty much for the most yeah. part. So it's like Giants versus Eagles pretty much at practice, <laughs> but uh, or Phillies versus Yankees, and then I'm a Dodgers fan, so I'm just like the odd one out. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And the thing is, during practice, we I mean, this is going to sound cliche. A lot of people probably say this, but I mean, we all push each other to get better because everyone on the team definitely has a chance to play professional baseball. No doubt in my mind. And we all push each other like I feel like every day of practice, it's a competition between guys. So that that's definitely fun. I mean, every day I look forward to going to practice. I'm like, I, I can't wait to go to practice right now. When you see what Fairfield did last year coming out of the MAC, does that, I don't say raise the bar a little bit, but maybe open your eyes a bit as to what is, you know, what can be possible for this group? You know, you're talking see, about I, I think, things like that. I think it's just opening people that surround us, their eyes. You know, right. all of us know the Northeast baseball is good. A lot of people don't want to admit it, you know, and the MAC being a mid-major, smaller conference, people are like, oh, it's the MAC. I mean, we had two regional teams this year. So that's right. that's an unbelievable year. So the baseball isn't it, – it's very good. It's not like we're playing a bunch of no-names. Like, these kids are playing Division One baseball for a reason. So there's – I think it's just opening everyone else's eyes to what is really in the Northeast. And then you look. There were so many kids from the Northeast drafted this year where it's like it almost compared to Florida, Texas, California, mm-hmm. the big name states. Like the baseball in the Northeast is no joke. These like we are very good. So it's something that and every team in the MAC is good, obviously. So it's every weekend's a dogfight. So and every weekend is I, ha- I genuinely have fun going out every single weekend playing baseball. So, yeah. I mean, I, I can't wait for this year. Then we talk about that, and then, and then your rival ends up winning the conference and going to the NCAAs. Yeah, yeah, my best friend, you know. It's it's bittersweet, though. It's something yeah. that he had a cool experience. Johnny had a cool experience with it, so I'm happy for him. It's yeah. something that kind of makes me want it even more, to be honest. Sure. Yeah, hearing awesome. about, yeah, hearing you about had- the experience he had, I'm like, you know what? I, 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 that's all I want. I, anything else? I just want the Mac Conference Championship. Then you had to go through them winning, and and then and then your your best friend has the the biggest hit for them in the yeah in the, in the conference to tournament. Um, so so that's obviously a a major team goal. Um, individually, what are some of the things that you want to to do to take those next steps to uh, 
you know, hear your name called early on when it gets to draft weekend. So my whole thing now is just I want to become more athletic, you know, move better, possibly lose some weight, and then just become a better pitcher and help my teammates become the best players they can be. You know, I just want to I just want to help kids, you know. So and then other kids are pushing me. So it's like the goals I have set in mind, like I said, just become a better pitcher overall and put myself in the best position to get drafted. You know, it's something that has been a dream of mine since I've been a kid, you know, getting drafted. That's been number one goal my whole life. So to be in the position to get called is really exciting, but it's, you still got to work. It's not like you can take off and say, you know what, I'm going to get drafted. Uh, I don't care what happens. Like I want to get drafted number one overall. So I'm going to do everything I can to get there. But it's, it's, I guess, a little bit different than, than Fordham last year with uh, Mikulski because he was clearly their best guy. Mm-hmm. Right? There was a drop-off after him. You may not necessarily be in that number one spot this, this no. year. you got four guys that can kind of so, make yeah, we, and... we have – our starters are very good, you know. Yeah. we uh, So that's why I'm really look, looking forward to this fall. You know, this fall is going to be something that's going to be huge for us. Just the and, competition, right? between the four exactly we've got the four guys that are going to start and they're all unbelievable so that we're all I'd say we're all pretty much the same caliber so it's it's something that when the spring comes around people are going to be like I can't believe how good they are but the thing is might sound cocky we know how good we are yeah now now I guess here to kind of finish up now you're on a list as we said earlier, with with Chris Sale as uh you know Cape Pitcher of the Year, Sean Manea with uh, Oakland, you know Andrew Miller who's been such a great relief pitcher for so long, and and now uh you know Trey Dombrowski on the on the bottom of the list, you know given where you were at the start of the summer, thinking that you know I am just going up here to to learn as much as I can, you know has mm-hmm. that really hit that you were the pitcher of the year in the Cape? To be honest, it really hasn't. Just because I feel like when I, if I were to be like, oh, I'm the Cape Cod pitcher of the year, I would lose my drive yeah, to, yeah. yeah, my edge to kind of take it to the next level. That's like when we were up there, some kid talk was talking about me winning pitcher of the year for New Jersey. And I'm like, yeah, like, I guess that's kind of big, but I, I don't want to, like you said, I don't want to lose that edge. Cause once I kind of am like, oh yeah, I'm the Cape pitcher of the year it's kind of like I'm losing what I had and I just want to keep on going and kind of, like you said, put myself in the best position to get drafted high. It's that Jersey underdog. Uh, story, yeah. Right? yeah. I think it's just a Northeast thing, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. like I was saying before the Northeast kind of gets pushed to the side and they're like, you know what? It's a Northeast. They don't play all year round. There's no really big name schools up there. So people really don't, give the Northeast the credit they deserve. Like, look, they had Shane Panzini, Salamento, Mikulski, Chase yeah. Petty. Like, there's a bunch of big names out here that a lot of people don't want to admit, but they're they're going to make some big waves. Oh, for sure. Um, you got NJIT being a good program. Exactly. And- NJIT had a great year. Northeastern had a great year. So yeah. it's like Ryder, like you said, Fairfield. It's yeah. There's no short – of competition up here it's everyone is very good up here even UConn UConn had a great UConn, year sure. 
So there it's Rutgers back on the way up. Exactly. So, I mean, the list goes on. I feel bad leaving out most of these teams, but the list really goes on and on. There's we got got angry people at Seton Hall writing to us. Yeah. Seton Hall. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, the, like I said, the competition up here is a lot better than people think. For sure. So again, we're here with Trey Dombrowski, the guy who got away from the Sandlot somehow last summer. ABCCL, um, brief ACBL. I don't know if you got to play in any games two years ago or not, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, certainly great Jersey connections. Wall Township played for our, our guy, uh, Coach Schmidt, at, uh, at Wall for, for a couple of years, won a state title. Uh, you guys win states? Yeah, so, yeah, this was a cool story. We won – so my junior year, we lost in the sectional semifinal or the sectional final. No, we lost in the sectional final. And then Allentown went on to win the whole group. Right. And that, that was my junior year. So that was okay. 2018. And then 2019, yeah, we won the sectional. And then we beat West Morris in the group final. So that that was – and that was Coach Schmidt's last year. So last that, game, that right? was – yeah, that was awesome for him. You know, okay. we got to uh, finally bring it back to wall. Definitely. Well, I appreciate the time, certainly. Um, no, yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Best of luck and uh, looking forward to some big things this year. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. You too, Trey. Thank you.